the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. To the glory of God, blessed be God from whom all blessings flow. We want to pray at this time before we dispense the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you, Father, for this worshipful time that we are having. We thank you for friends and family and for those you just directed to come and worship with Maranatha, be it in person, live stream, spirit center, social media platforms, all of these things. Who are we? to even get up this morning to be able to hear, see, move, live and have our being it's all because of your goodness and your grace speak through me now in Jesus name and all God's children said amen well we're on part two in a financial series two if you have your Bibles you be so kind enough to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6 Verse 6 is our text for this morning. Please turn with me in the pages of Scripture. Have your pen, paper ready, uh, because God's going to speak to you. If you expect God to speak to you, you ought to position yourselves to write. You ought to position yourself to write if you expect God to speak to you. This is Maranatha Bible Church, and we believe in referencing the Scripture to the glory of God. First Timothy six six, First Timothy chapter six verse six says, "Now godliness." With contentment is great gain. Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. I want to preach again on the value of financial contentment, part two. The value of financial contentment, part two. We live in a world where it is quite difficult to be content because of all the commercials, because of all the advertisements. Because of all the special promotions and discounts and sales, as well as an increase of delivery services right to your home to create a heightened sense of a insatiable thirst for us to desire more. You'll not hear commercials saying you just live and, and be satisfied because those commercials come to create within you a sense of discontentment. The world does not want you to be satisfied because if we are, they cannot make money. 
Therefore, their goal is to inundate you with so many new things, with so many features and gadgets and upgrades that make life easier, as well as to lure you into purchasing an item that you may not really need. If they can get you to be discontent, then they have you right where they want you to be, and you will soon find yourself making that purchase even though you said you would not buy it. Salespersons, they actually position themselves in the right location in the airport, in the mall, the checkout line, at the grocery store, the gas station, special events, the internet, and even on your cell phone to harass and pressure you to purchase their products. Beloved, if you do not have a contented spirit, you're going to find yourself entangled with financial debt. You will have regrets and you will misrepresent God in the things that he has put in your charge. Everything you have belongs to God. Won't you say amen? The children you have belong to God. The grandchildren you have belong to God. The, the, the clothes, the bed, the pillow, the pillowcase, the water, the lights, the, the eyelids, the the feet, the toes, everything is God. Why don't you say thank you, Jesus? How many of you know God's been good to you? If God's been good, extraordinarily good to us. And I declare today, if God doesn't do another thing for us, he's already given us far more than we deserve. What is contentment in Christ? What is contentment in Christ? I've never seen so many discontented people. Now, I expect the world to be discontented because they don't have Christ. But when you get discontented Christians, then that's a problem. Some folk haven't been content in so long that they don't even know how to be contented. Where is your peace? Where is your joy? Why aren't you content to the extent that you can glorify God whether you have or do not have. What is contentment in Christ? Contentment in Christ is to be satisfied in him. Contentment in Christ is to be satisfied in him. It is to possess sufficiency in Christ. It is to be satisfied in Christ. It is to possess a sufficiency in Christ, which is not to depend on anything or anyone but Jesus Christ alone. I submit to you today that true contentment is to have total dependence and reliance on Christ. True contentment is to have total dependence and total reliance on Christ Contentment is to experience freedom in Christ. Freedom. If you're in bondage, if you're entangled, if you're held captive uh, by the things in this world system, it will rob you of your freedom in Christ. Now, Satan hates the fact that you got saved. If you're saved, he'll do everything within his power to keep you from getting saved. But should you get saved, then his primary goal is, is to steal your freedom, to steal your joy, and to steal your peace. Uh, Contentment, it is to have peace and quietness of mind. 
contentment. It is to have peace and quietness of mind, peace and quietness of, of your soul, peace and quietness of your inner spirit, the Holy Spirit resting in you, regardless of your circumstances, and to believe without a doubt that Christ is enough for you. That's a good question I pose. Is Christ enough for you? Why do you always have to have more and more and more and more? How much is enough? Is Christ enough for you? If he's not, you can always be reaching and grabbing and hyperactive and just miserably discontent and dissatisfied. I transition with this question. Why do many believers struggle financially? So many people ought to be in financial freedom. Sometimes you see other young folk trying to find themselves and they kind of get themselves tied up and are not financially. But then you get folk in their 50s and 60s and they just as messed up in their 60s as they were when they were 18. Now something is wrong with that picture. Why are you perpetually broke? Look how quiet a guy. Why are you living from paycheck to paycheck? Why do you struggle financially? Number one, many believers struggle financially because they do not place everything God has blessed them with under his divine management. You will struggle if you don't place everything God has blessed you with under his divine management. Not under your management. No, you don't know what you're doing. I, I, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You, you need to put everything under his charge, his lordship, and his divine management. Because it all belongs to him, you know. It's not yours, it's his. As a matter of fact, you don't belong to yourself. You even belong to God. You say, how do you know that? Because of Psalms 24.1, which says, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Beloved, you must be willing to transfer ownership of your material possessions from yourself to God. If not, you will struggle financially. Who does the stuff that you have belong to? The material possessions. Is it yours or is it God's? Secondly, why do many believers struggle financially? Number two, many believers struggle financially because of stinginess. Say stinginess. That's at epidemic proportions. The spirit of Stinginess. You, you, you have people have uh, more likely to have a spirit of stinginess rather than a spirit of generosity. Proverbs 28, chapter 28, verse 22 says, a stingy man or stingy woman hastens after wealth and does not know that poverty will come upon him. Him. Ah. Oh. God epitomizes 
what, what generosity really is. And you say, how do you know that? Because of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoso believeth in him should not what? Perish, but have everlasting life. What, what a generous God that he would send his only son to redeem us who were, who were lost and our souls were damned to hell because of our foreparents' sin and our own sins we've committed personally. A stingy person is one who clutches or has a tight grip on his or her material possessions and money. He is a taker. She is a taker and not a giver because he is self-centered. Beloved, stinginess robs believers of their potential for Christ and usefulness to him. Stinginess robs believers of their potential for Christ and usefulness to him. Whereas a generous person has an open heart, open hands, and actually seek opportunities to bless others with their resources, which brings blessings from the Lord. You cannot outgive God. Who have you given to generously that was not your brother, not your sister, uh, not your mama, not your daddy, but you saw a need and God impress upon your heart that you should meet that need as best you can. God will do that. As a matter of fact, do you not know, let me just say this, you ought to have a need fund in your house so that when needs arises with those who cross your path, you have the account sitting right there to be able to give and to be a blessing because people are struggling. People are struggling. And, and, And let me tell you something. Sometimes you can't get more because you're not giving more. You're not getting more because you're not giving more. God says, why should I give you more when you're stingy with what you have? Your fence is is clutched. Thirdly, believers who struggle and give grudgingly to the Lord will hinder their own material and spiritual blessings. Believers who struggle and give grudgingly to the Lord will hinder their own material and spiritual blessings. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 7 says, so let each one give as he purposed in his heart, not grudgingly. In other words, it's time to give and you got to the wallet out. Open it and give that dollar. <laughs> when is the last time God has received a raise from you? <laughs> oh, now you want salaries, you want to increase on your your funds and social security and your, your investments and everything. But when have, when have you given God a raise? Because you can see today. Because you have medicine today. Because you woke up today. Because you have your right mind today and you know your name today. And you say, I'm going to give because of God's generosity toward me. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Say cheerful giver. Say cheerful giver. I'm so blessed when I give. I'm so blessed. And I don't sound a trumpet. I don't let my left hand know what my right hand is doing. And my wife and I have been giving for decades. We discovered a long time ago we can't outgive God. 
We just love people. We love his kingdom. And we realize we're going to leave it all. We're going to leave it all. People die. People say, how, many, how much did he leave? It, everything. I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. You leave everything. Beloved, when your heart is set on giving obediently, when your heart is set on giving cheerfully and thankfully, God will bless you abundantly. Number four, many believers struggle financially because of making hurried decisions. Many believers struggle financially because of making hurried decisions. Proverbs chapter 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty in a hurry comes to poverty. Did you see that sale? I, girl, you better go get that now. If you don't wait it now, it's not going to be there. Go, go to Amazon. Go here. Go there. Get it. Matter of fact, get five or six more. You know, you know they're going to stop making it. <laughs> Beloved, we make some of the worst decisions when we feel we must have what we want right now. This very moment, you must know the difference between wants and needs. You must know the difference between wants and needs. Saints, everything you want, you do not need. Oh, I wish, how many wish you had these these kind of principles when you were 15, 16 years old? You saved a lot, yourself a lot of trouble. Everything you want, you do not need. You are destined for trouble if you cannot wait on the Lord and trust him to provide in his time. My friend, you cannot hurry, God. Therefore, refuse to be strong-willed. You can't tell me what to do with my money. Refuse to be impulsive. Refuse to move on your emotions. You let folk hype you up. They glamorize, make it glitter, but everything that glitters is not gold and you go buy it and when you, after you get it, you find out you have a big bunch of nothing. All of which can have devastating financial consequences for you as well as your family. Number five, many believers struggle financially because of being irresponsible. Say irresponsible. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, the way of a fool is right in your own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. An irresponsible believer is one who is negligent and careless with his financial resources. Negligent, careless, does not count the costs. It is not the amount of money you make. It's actually how you manage it. You have folk that make more than others, but but those who have less get more out of their funds simply because their funds are under divine management, and so their funds go much further. Furthermore, you really cannot be a good steward over the funds God brings into your possession until you are willing to put it under God's divine management. Beloved, who is in control of your possessions? Is it you or God? Is it you or is it God? A financially irresponsible believer is also untrustworthy. A financially 
irresponsible believer is also untrustworthy because he is foolish and does not listen to wise counsel, especially when it comes to his finances. The inability to listen to wise counsel from the word of God, wise counsel from your spouse, your spouse to say, baby, I think you need to think about that. Uh, maybe that's a good thing, but I think we should wait. Men, you better learn to listen to your wife. Those wives have some good sense. And, and, and those wives know how to tell you, I told you so. You bet, wise is the saint who knows how to listen to church leadership, who knows how to listen to spiritually mature saints. And if you don't learn how to do that, your finances will uh, spiral into financial disaster. Be mindful, you cannot help a fool. I'm going to say it again. I want you to get it. You say, I didn't say a bad word. You know, God's word says, uh, has a lot to say about a fool. You need to get, a, get your Bible and just do a study on a fool. <laughs> I submit to you today that you cannot help a fool. When they're a fool, they're just a fool. When they get mad, get out of their way. Run. You can't, they're unteachable. They're strong-willed. They're crazy. Make issues out of everything. Don't make sense. Number six. <laughs> Many believers struggle financially because they are stubborn. Say stubborn. You know, there are stubborn saints in the house. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 24 says, but they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked or lived in their own counsels and their stubbornness of their evil hearts and went backwards and not forward. And I've never seen so many backward saints. Uh, to break the spirit of stubbornness, you must cry out to God and ask him to open your heart to wise counsel. Wise counsel from your spouse. Wise counsel from church leadership. Wise counsel from a trusted Christian financial advisor. You need one of those. A wise counsel because failure to do so will lead to spiritual and financial regression. The scripture says, but walked in their own counsels. Be mindful if you are headstrong, stubborn, and you just want to have it your own way, then be prepared to go backwards and not forward. And I've never seen so many backward saints going the wrong direction. Beloved, Satan is too busy and our lives are too brief for us to be going in the wrong direction. Number seven, many believers struggle financially because of laziness. Say laziness. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 says, a slack hand causes poverty. That's a do-nothing saint. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 13 also says, if you love sleep, some folk can't wait to go to sleep. Their whole life is just filled with sleep. Sleep, sleep, sleep your life away. You will end up in poverty. It's cold outside. I'm going back to bed. The weatherman said it's going to be 105. It's too hot outside. 
I'm going back to bed. They said three inches of rain. It was a sprinkle and you went back to bed. You got a reason for not going to work. I've never seen so many people that struggle to go to work. What's wrong with you? Why can't you work? As a matter of fact, work is healthy. It is good for you. I was at my doctor the other day, just a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, doctor, in my, my uh, family, especially on my father's side, I said, it's quite a bit of Alzheimer's. It was 10 boys, 10, 10 boys, 6 girls, 16 children, all from the same mom and dad, and several of them had Alzheimer's. But on my mama's side, she had her mind all the way till she died. The only thing she was struggling with is what day it is. She said, it's Tuesday or Wednesday. But other than that, she, <laughs> she was good. At, eight, at almost 88 years of age. I said, am I going to get it? I said, do you, have a, do you have some herbs or something? You know, I was, trying, I was just trying. I said, <laughs> y'all listen, y'all like personal illustration. Look, y'all, breathe, go on and breathe. It's okay. <laughs> so I said, do you have some herbs or, or this or that? He said, oh, you don't need all that. I said, I don't. He said, no, that, all that stuff is not going to do. They're just making money off of you. And so I said, well, what should I do? He said, oh, did you say you're a preacher? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, man, what you do in the ministry keeps your mind active. She said, the counseling you do, the sermons you do, uh, the, the funerals you do, the, the, the processing of all the stuff, your scheduling, your administrative work, your calendar, your... Which sort of, he said... All of that stuff keep your mindset. You just stay in the ministry and keep executing your duties, and I believe God will keep your mind. This was coming from a doctor. He was a Jewish doctor. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.